Session 414 Chapter 3 Verse 85 وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِ غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْهُ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ If anyone seeks a religion other than Islam, it will not be accepted from him. He will be one of the losers in the hereafter. Chapter 3, verse 85 the goal that would delight the entire world regardless of culture and geography is peace and harmony. That can only be achieved through the heavenly religion of Islam. If a person does not like the laws of his or her creator, then they have lost this world and the next. Many people claim that divine laws are cruel. They point to rulings such as the amputation of the thief's hand or the death penalty as examples. We answered that a car crash or a building collapse results in loss of life and limb far more than the people who lost their hands or died under Islam. Let's talk about those who stand against the death penalty because they claim it is inhumane or excessive. We ask, what is it that makes you defend a person whose life is to be taken justly over the person who was murdered wrongfully? More importantly, the true purpose of the penalty prescribed by God is to prevent the heinous act of murder from occurring in the first place. We implement fair retribution not only to bring justice to the victim, but also to deter whoever is thinking about committing murder. God says, And there is life for you in fair retribution, O people of understanding. In matters of justice, Allah addresses the people of intellect, not those who focus on the superficial and sensational. Laws and punishments are legislated not with enforcement in mind. Instead, they aim for prevention. In other words, the true goal is for both the crime and the punishment to disappear. This is similar to building a formidable army equipped with the best weapons to instill fear in the enemy and prevent war from occurring in the first place. God says, Fair retribution saves lives for you, people of understanding, so that you may guard yourselves against what is wrong. Chapter 2, verse 179 Whoever sets laws that contradict what God has prescribed is claiming that God has erred. We ask, do you really think you are more affectionate to the creation than the Creator? To claim that you are better is defiance at its worst. In order to enjoy peace and justice, we must defer all matters to our Creator. Now you can understand the sound logic behind the statement, If anyone seeks a religion other than Islam, it will not be accepted from him. He will be one of the losers in the hereafter. The verse continues with, It will not be accepted from him. Some people point to such statements and say, Why should I do anything good? If there is no guarantee that God will accept it from me, why should I perform acts of worship when God may choose to accept or reject them? We answer that you will return to your Creator and stand before Him whether you like it or not, so there is no point behind your question. If you were able to escape God, then it would make sense for you to say and do as you wish, but you cannot. So be logical and do not rebel against the command of the Almighty. The verse ends with, 
he will be one of the losers in the hereafter. Loss is the departure of capital and the disappearance of investment. And since the afterlife is the true everlasting life, you are a true loser if you do not attain paradise. God says, Say it is God I serve, dedicating my worship entirely to Him. You worship whatever you wish besides Him. Say, indeed the losers are those who ruin themselves and their families on the day of resurrection. Look, that is the manifest loss. Chapter 39, verses 14 and 15 Lastly, we should take a moment to understand the name Islam. The word Islam comes from the Arabic root salama, the meaning of which revolves around peace and protection from corruption. It refers to integrity, righteousness, and harmony between a person and his soul, his Lord, and the universe. Since the word Islam holds all these meanings within, isn't it worth following? The literal translation of the word Islam is complete devotion to God. It means to be a servant of God, a slave of God. I understand that these words hold very negative connotations in human terms but they mean the exact opposite when it comes to Allah. How, you may ask? Let's compare the most negative of these terms, slavery, as it relates to humans and to God. A human slave is held against his or her will. He or she is exploited for labor to benefit the master who reaps all the rewards, while the slave gets the absolute minimum for sustenance. The children of slaves are born into slavery, and they are often denied education to keep them ignorant about their condition. A slave is severely punished for every mistake. In short, the human-master-slave relationship is most unjust. On the other hand, submission to Allah is a source of pride and elevation. I am a proud slave of God because my Lord is just. Allah sent me prophets and messengers to educate me so I could choose Him freely. He prepared for me an entire universe and put it at my service. Allah did not ask anything of me until I chose to come to Him. Allah does not need my labor, and He rewards me tenfold or more for every deed I do. I have made countless mistakes, and I found my Lord to be the most forgiving. My children are free to choose their way in life. Allah does not ask anything of them until they reach the age of maturity so they can make a thoughtful decision. They have the Qur'an to show them the exact consequences of their choices. Yes, I am a very proud servant of God, and I willingly submit to Him and only to Him. It brings me peace and harmony. This is the essence of the word Islam. The Messenger said, My Lord, my people treat this Qur'an as something to be ignored. Chapter 25, verse 30. Do not abandon God's book. Please take a moment to subscribe and to share with your family and friends. Visit us at www.qurangarden.com.